Welcome to the podcast, Fatherhood, Perspectives on Righteous, Intentional Parenting, where two guys discuss and explore the challenges of parenting. They share their experiences, ideas, and perspectives as they search for ways to be better sons, husbands, and dads. Here are the hosts, Joseph Winkle and Taylor Greenhall. Joe, how are you doing today? I am well. How are you doing, Taylor? I'm doing really great. Thanks. Glad to be with you again. Me too. I enjoyed our last couple episodes. They were fun. Yeah. Tell some stories. And uh, as I had uh, been thinking about today, and my mind was really called to an experience I recently had that had a profound effect on me and my thoughts about not only fatherhood, uh, but even about myself and how life can, you can be seeking one thing and, and feel so strongly about it. And then life or the universe or, you know, a heavenly father can quickly show you that there's something better or something more. And so I thought about maybe today just sharing that experience. Absolutely. I'm excited to hear it. Sounds like a fun topic to discuss. Yeah. Well, it'll, it's, it's a story, but it's a, a story worth telling and uh, hopefully worth listening to. So, this last uh, six weeks or so have just been more trying than usual. Like any husband, father, person out there these days, there's a lot on my plate and I'm constantly going. I, there's not much time to to think. It's just pure action and reaction uh, with all of our children and such. So I was under some especially unique burdens that had came up at work. And as I was going through that experience, there would just be one more difficult mm-hmm. thing come on and one more difficult thing. And I, I really was seeking relief. I was really seeking like, you know, if uh, Heavenly Father, if you could just work this out for me, that would be great because <laughs> life is getting more and more difficult to bear. And, and it was occupying my time, troubling my sleep. I mean, it was getting to the point where it was a real issue and no resolution had presented itself. And so it was just a hard time. I was feeling, you know, uh, distressed. And in all this experience, I got up one morning and I thought, you know, uh, the weather's turning great. We live in a desert. It's really hot here. It's kind of cooling off. And I thought, you know, uh, I'm going to take the top off my Jeep to, you know, enjoy this weather. It's a great feeling riding around. This is a great area for Jeeping. And I have a Jeep. So I, uh, I back my Jeep in and I have a little winch system that I can hook up to my top and I can push a button and the winch lifts it off my Jeep and I I can go run around town without the top on and uh, it's just it's just getting more sunlight and yeah. you know just even the drive back and forth works a lot more enjoyable. I, I love uh, riding around in the Jeep. So I get up early and I, I get some work done and I get this top off and as I'm just uh, finishing up um, putting everything away, I realize I've lost this little remote that goes to the winch that makes it go up and down and there's no on and off switch. It's just a remote. And I had even lost one about six months ago and never found it. I had to buy a whole new setup. And I was like, well, it's got to be here somewhere. I literally had it two seconds ago. And so I, I start to go about looking for it. And I'm, I look a good 30 minutes. I look everywhere it could be and start looking the places it couldn't even be in. Absolutely no solution. So I'm, I'm sure everyone's had this experience, right? Where, you have something, and then the next minute you do not, and you have exhausted the places. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I was going to say too. Maybe in, uh, just a question for you is: with everything else going on in your life, sometimes something small like losing a remote control would 
can seem overwhelming sometimes where if everything else in life where you did, if you didn't have the stresses at work and you lost the remote control, you might have been saying, well, that's okay. I'll, it'll turn up somewhere. But where you're already saying, well, if one more thing goes wrong, I don't know how I'm going to handle it. And sometimes it's a tiny thing like a little remote that can be the straw that breaks the camel's back, so to speak. You are reading my mind. I've told this story a couple of times and that's exactly what I said. I was like, and this was the straw. Because here I was just like, I, you know, just a small thing. And and I was just like, how can this be? I literally just had it. And 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 clearly my mind was on other things. So, you know, that doesn't help. Anyhow, after about 30 minutes, I really need to get rolling to go to work. And so I thought, well, I'll find it when I get home. I, it's got to be somewhere, you know. And as uh, the day finishes up, I'm heading home. I'm immediately thinking, well, I, I'm going to find that remote because I will actually need it to put the top back on my Jeep. And uh, so I get home and I don't even go in or dinner. I'm like, I'm going to just find this. I'm going to yeah. make this happen. So I go and I, I, again, look everywhere I've looked before. I'm moving things now. And I, I know in my mind, there's no way it can be in any of these places. But I have looked everywhere it could be. I've I've checked the same places and... And after, again, about 35, 40 minutes, there is nowhere to be found. And now I'm getting really frustrated. <laughs> and I'm just like, I can't believe this. And then I I had the thought, well, you know, I've often lost things. And I've prayed, I prayed to find them. And I've really been blessed in being able to find that thing I've lost. I've been led to it or it's found its way back to me. And I thought, oh, well, this is typical me instead of just, going to a source of all knowledge and power that's blessed me before. I'm just trying to do it all myself. Maybe that's my problem, yeah. doing, trying to do everything myself. So I, I pray about it, and I, I feel a strong impression that it's in, still in the garage where I'm not working. So I get to it, and I'm looking all over that garage. Again, third time now, again, about 40 minutes, nothing. And now, now I've taken everything out of the garage. I've, I mean, it's, uh, it is not to be found. And I'm now I'm perplexed. Now I'm like, I really felt strongly that it was there. It's where I thought it would be. So I just, uh, yeah, I go in the house and I, you know, finish off my evening just totally perplexed and, and extremely frustrated. Like, you know, I just need one little thing to go right here. Yeah. Just one little idea that you're, you know, what's going on with me and you're, you're looking out for me because all this other big stuff isn't really getting resolved. So that I wake up the next morning, which was a Saturday. And I'm like, you know, uh, today's the day. Like, I got up early. I spend my time in prayer meditation. And and I get this real clear idea like, yeah, this is, you know, something I could, the Lord can help me do and find. It's a small thing. And I have faith. And he blesses us. So I, I'm like, I'll just keep looking till I find it. And I looked and looked and looked and looked and looked and stayed positive. Nothing after a couple hours, and then we had a, a lot of things come up that day. My wife is out of town, so get home late, and again, it's on my mind. How is this possible? Now I'm thinking I'm going to have to buy something. Anyhow, Sunday rolls along. Now, now I'm really trying to. I, I love Sunday to be a day to grow closer to God and kind of put the world behind me. So I got up early praying again, and as clear as can be in my prayers, I asked the question, you know, is this in the garage? And I feel, yes, it is. And I, then I have the thought, well, is it in the Jeep? Have I put it somewhere in the Jeep? And I looked in the Jeep a little bit before, and I get this clear, yes. And I'm like, oh, okay. So, And now 
anyways, so it's, uh, so I'm, I'm excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling this. Makes sense. I haven't found it because it's in the Jeep. I've set it down. And so I'm, it's, you know, 5.30 in the morning and I am out there <laughs> crawling around my Jeep with a light and, and I'm pulling out the mats and again, looking everywhere it could be and, and uh, where it couldn't be. And I cannot find it. And so you can imagine after three days and all the other pressures building up and then this one thing that I have had so much, uh, success with, with asking God to help me find something. It is, is not happening. And in that moment of, uh, frustration, I just kind of give in, you know, like, okay, well, I'm not finding this. And then I had the thought, why wouldn't God want me to find this? Would there be a reason for me not finding it? Cause certainly, it's got to be here. He knows I need it. I've asked him in faith and I felt it's here and I, I've done my best. There's nothing more I could do. And so, uh, as I'm sitting there, the thought comes to me, safety. And I think that's a strange thought. Why would this affect my safety? And of course I am winching up a top that weighs about 150 pounds with a rack on it that weighs about another 150 pounds. It's, you know, three to 400 pounds and suspended in my garage. We walk through it under it. I park under it. And I think, oh, well, maybe there's an issue. So I stop focusing on what I'm after, which is finding the remote. And I think, well, maybe there's a reason I haven't found it. And I feel good about that. But now it's Sunday and, and church is coming and things to do. So I go ahead and get myself ready. Have a great day at church. And as I come home, I have this thought like, well, if I really believe that the Lord's helping me and trying to help me, and I believe that was a message from him, I might just act on it. So I I got all my kids together and they helped me lift the top up while someone unhooked it. And, uh, which was tricky because you need the remote <laughs> to get this thing to work. But we get it set on the ground, but it's still Sunday. And I'm like, you know, I'm not going to put any work into this. I'm going to have my day and I'll get after it Monday morning. So after all this, we're into four days now and I wake up early Monday. I'm actually now interested to see what I find. And as I pull out a ladder and climb up to look at my system, my pulley, which is, of course, what all this is relying on, the pin that holds the pulley together is gone. And it's a little cotter pin that slides in. It's not like something could fall out. And it was not in there. And in essence, the whole thing could have just slid right off. Um, not to mention that the wheel on my pulley was really beaten up. I've had it for a few years and I originally bought it just used lifting my top off, but now I've added a heavy rack. So now it's bearing a lot heavier load and I haven't really taken those into consideration. So immediately I'm like, wow, there, there is something wrong with this. And I started thinking, boy, you know, my life's been pretty tough this last month and so tough that finding a little remote's kind of sent me into a tailspin. Uh, what would have happened if I woke up one morning and came out here and my top had crashed onto the ground and was in you know, a bunch of pieces and I had to pay $3,000 to replace it or, or had fallen onto my vehicle and had to fix both of them or, or worse, one of my children had come out or, or me and, and been injured. Then I started thinking, you know, maybe it was a good thing I hadn't found this. Maybe that next time I winched that up or down would have been the one because literally there was nothing to keep that in place. It, I don't know how it actually had been in place. So I, I went to the store. It was still early, but I, there's a hardware store open. I bought a reinforced pulley. I bought a whole new system and uh, thinking, all right, now I'm going to do this right. So I, I set to work on it and I get everything replaced and 
And I have a friend call me, a, a great uh, friend I've had for years. Jim and I were mutual friends with him. And he's just like, hey, I just saw you drive by in your Jeep. And I'm like, definitely not me because I'm in my garage with my Jeep. And I relay the whole story to him. And he's kind of laughing. We haven't talked for a while. And uh, he's like, well, that's really amazing that that because you lost this, you now have been protected from this harm that probably could have happened or this mm-hmm. damage. I said, I know I'm feeling, I'm feeling grateful. Uh, I feel like I've done what, what I, I was taught to do and, and I'm just, I am grateful. And I, and then as I'm hanging up the phone, I say, Oh, well, I guess since I've done everything, I'll, now the Lord will probably show me right where that is. And he laughs and I laugh and I hang up the phone. As I, uh, as I hang up with him, I look at my top that's sitting there on the ground in my Jeep. And I think, um, you know, my wife can't pull into her spot. I'm like, you know, I have a few minutes. I can get someone and we can just put this back on the Jeep for now. And then I'll, I'll get everything finished up and I can winch it back off. So we put the top on, set it on, and then I walk to the back of the Jeep. So this is again about 15 minutes after I get off the phone. I open the back of the Jeep. I lift up the trunk portion of the Jeep where you store the little bolts that bolt your top on. And as I look down sitting there is my remote. Right where I had left it, as I finished taking the Jeep off, I had put all those bolts in my pocket and then put the remote in. And then when I went to place them in their specially designed area for the bolts, um, I had set that little remote down in a place I would never have put it in my trunk that shuts and kind of this concealed uh, space. And, and I just started laughing. You know, I just think it's so funny. Here it is. I have spent four days searching for this thing. And then I realize, uh, here it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in the garage as I had felt. It's in the Jeep mm-hmm. as I had felt. And I'd get, I'd done everything I knew I had done, I could do and had not found it. But literally within minutes of doing the thing I felt to do that would protect myself, my property, my family, um, it was, it was right there. Mm-hmm. And, and I, truly believe and know that that I was led that all those things I'd asked, can you help me find this? The answer was yes, and, and he did. And yeah. is this for my safety? Yes, and it was. And uh, and had I had he just given me what I wanted as I'm sitting there just like one thing to go right, you know, who knows what could have been the case had I found that and just started uh, moving that thing up and down. It could have been a whole different scenario. Uh, because it is fairly dangerous. And I just felt this immense ease and gratitude for the Lord not giving me what I thought I had to have to get some relief, but instead getting what he knew would bring me more happiness and peace and care. And, And honestly, in the end, I knew not only that he answered my prayers and that he knew of my needs, but truly that he is always with me. And even in those, even in such something as silly as that, he was with me and looking out for me, even to the point of not giving me just the things I seek. Yeah. I I like the, I like the term you use silly. I was thinking little or insignificant, but you know, sometimes in the grand scheme of things, we think of a remote or whatever, you know, is how does that relate to, the grand scheme of things, pretty minuscule, but it's a powerful lesson. And I think about this a lot in 
parenting. Obviously, we talk about parenting in this podcast, but I just think sometimes little things where, you know, I talked recently about my son crashing on his bicycle, and I just thought, you know, that's insignificant. That was the thing we're trying to avoid in teaching a kid to ride a bicycle, and especially as a uh, maybe I feel, felt like an overprotective parent at the time, but it was a small, insignificant thing that was the thing that made all the difference. And uh, you, you said a couple words that came to mind as you were telling the story. Gratitude. You know, obviously you were overwhelmed with gratitude. I would imagine that, not that you found the remote, but the remote, losing the remote taught you this lesson that yeah. maybe you didn't have to learn the hard way. Yeah, and, and just grateful to know what, you know, when we when we don't have the thing we're desiring and feel like we need, it's easy to feel a little mm-hmm. abandoned, a little left alone. And I think what I was most grateful for was just to have that witness that yeah. not only does he hear and answer my prayers, but he never left me. He he was looking out for me. And uh, I love that you tie it into that story of you and and your son on the bike because again, that's exactly it. Like. Your son would have wanted you to protect him, but protecting him or keeping him from crashing that day could have led to far worse crashes and problems yeah. in the future. And that was very much along the lines of uh, probably the Lord looking down and and uh, saying no for now so that he could help me with the thing I really needed, which was mm-hmm. to be protected and looked after. So I'm interested just mostly from my own personal information, you know, talking about the frustration you were feeling over four days. I was trying to imagine myself in a similar situation for four days, trying to find something I wanted or that I'd lost that was frustrating me. Is there anything that helped you stay focused during that time before you got the big picture? Does that make sense? That is a really good question. I'll have to think about that for a second. I, you know, other than just looking backwards a little bit at all the times the Lord has miraculously blessed me in my life and been with me. Um, that kept me from, I say, losing faith or or feeling a little forsaken. Again, it seems like such a small thing, but it just was that final thing. And uh, and I just kept pursuing Him. And uh, I think I think in the end, it was just that moment of like mm-hmm. I've I don't know what else to do. Like. I feel like he took me to a place I hadn't been before where I kept trying despite, you know, mixed messages and, and frustrations, but then getting to that place where kind of submitting, like, all right, well, clearly what I want isn't happening, and you're, I feel like you're here hearing me. Why would you not want me to? That was, that was probably, you know, just a, a lesson from that as well, the, to ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. He was answering my questions. Um, can you help me find it? Yes. Is it in the garage? Yes. Is it in the Jeep? Yes. And all those things were true. But until I learned what I needed to learn, um, that would not have benefited me. Yeah. It could have caused me great harm. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm sure there's a million analogies people might draw from this. But for me, it was a tender, beautiful little thing. Uh, I know that, uh, I know that we are all God's children, yeah. and I know that He is a loving Father. And anything good or right I do in fatherhood, I probably learned through the example of how He takes care of His children. And I'm grateful that He allowed me to learn this little lesson and to stretch a little further, but mostly 
that he is looking out for us, even in the nose. Yeah. I think it's interesting. One thing that I has kept coming to my mind is we've talked about this and other episodes enduring trials or struggles or frustrations in, in this case and how in the moment it can seem like none of this makes sense, right? You, you kind of explained that. You got the feeling it was in the garage and you turned, it sounds like you turned your garage upside down and yep. you say, okay, is something, is something wrong with me here? Is something, you know, am I not in tune to, to what I'm looking for, listening for? And I think, I think that's such a powerful lesson because I felt that way too in the middle of things that I've struggled with, especially as a father. I just think, man, I don't, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't get this. How am I supposed to, you know, what is the, what is the purpose of this experience I'm experiencing? And then the moment when we're fortunate enough to, to learn the lesson and to kind of be able to look at the experience from a, from a different view, you know, they say hindsight is 2020. We look at that and it's just, it's just completely clear how everything, everything, uh, lines up perfectly when 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 my wife was pregnant with uh with our first son who ended up having a, a lot of medical issues at the time where i was working i my through an error that my boss had made i lost my medical insurance she had forgotten to pay for a couple months and i Yikes. found out by getting a notice in the mail and then i called them back they said well sorry your wife's pregnant you you, aren't, you don't qualify for insurance and so I just thought that could nothing worse could possibly happen in this moment, and and so um, I had another job lined up. We were getting ready to move closer to family, and so I called that boss and I said, "Can we move sooner?" And she said, "Absolutely." And we got down here to St. George, and my son was born. Had the medical issues, spent the time in the Saint in the hospital here in St. George with the medical staff that was just unparalleled in our experience. And I just thought, now looking back at that experience where I was so frustrated that my boss forgot to pay for my insurance as part of my benefit of working for her. I, we, we now look at that experience with gratitude because had my son, had we stayed in where we were living, which was in Alaska, and, and had my son been born there, we would have, he would have probably had to fly to Seattle to get the care that he needed. Oh. And so I just think it's so interesting how the perspective of hindsight in those situations changes, you know, Instead of frustration and anger, I was just thought, man, how fortunate were we that that happened? And in the moment, man, it was overwhelming. Well, and and the greatest blessing is that's where you met me. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> that is how we met when you right. went to St. George. That's right. Which, uh, has been awesome. Uh, yeah, I get both sides. So, you know, it's funny, just as we're talking through this and then, you know, it's there's a benefit of talking to the experiences mm-hmm. you have it. Sometimes that's where you learn certain lessons. But what I realize, even in sharing the story right now, that the real suffering and struggle I was having has not resolved itself. That problem still is there every day. And it's there when I wake up and it's there when I go to bed and still trying to figure out the best solution with that at work. But I haven't felt burdened by it since yeah. this experience. In fact, knowing that even though the thing I think needs to happen right away to relieve my frustrations or sorrows or suffering hasn't yet happened, uh, knowing that God is there and that he knows me and that he sees things different than I see them. And the Lord says, my ways are higher than thy ways. And it's because he sees things through his omniscience, where we can only see 
a very small percentage, mm-hmm. like looking through a keyhole. And it has brought me great comfort ever since that. And so in essence, even though my circumstances hasn't necessarily changed, the feeling I have and the peace I have and the comfort I've received from him have changed. And that, in that, in that way, that too has been answered. And I think what I'll take away from this conversation is this, and in, in kind of relating this to fatherhood, uh, fatherhood and parenting, uh, you and I have talked about this many times. We both agree that fatherhood and parenthood is a divine responsibility and opportunity. And I get the best understanding of how God feels about me through the way I feel about my children. And the truth of the matter is sometimes I feel completely overwhelmed when it comes to issues and concerns of fatherhood. And I, in talking about my frustrations, that overwhelming feeling makes me think, I can't do this. I'm not, you know, I'm not, I'm not the right man for the job, so to speak. And, and, and of course, these aren't things I, these are mostly things that are manifested in my own mind. But I just think, I'm learning this. I don't want to say I've learned this because I'm not perfect at it, but I think God has trusted me with, with my children. And there's one person that you really want in your corner to trust you. And I think that's the message that's strong for me is I may be in the middle of a struggle or a concern or a fear that I have as a father, but I try to remind myself that if I wasn't capable of doing, of, of doing this, then I would have been blessed with the children that I have. And, and it's a strong reminder that I remind myself of quite often because it keeps me plugging away. And I think, okay, if I'm in the middle of something, there is an end. I don't know when it is, like you said, and I don't know what lesson I'm supposed to be learning. But I've had, it sounds like you, like you said as well, enough experience that I can say, okay, I, I can survive this. And when I do, the manifestation of this message or this lesson that I'm supposed to learn is going to be so powerful that that it'll make this struggle worth continuing on with, if that makes sense. Oh, and that's great, Faith. Well, I am glad for the opportunity to share this, and I always enjoy our chats, and glad that I've learned even in in sharing. I've learned a little bit more about my situation, but I'd like to uh, thank everybody for listening today to our podcast. Appreciate you and uh, ask you to subscribe and share this with others you think would benefit from learning more about life and how fatherhood and a loving Heavenly Father help us out. Thank you. We are so glad you could join in on the podcast, Fatherhood, Perspectives on Righteous Intentional Parenting. You can find us on all the best podcast sites. Please subscribe and share. And be a part of the conversation by sharing your ideas, posing questions, and making suggestions. Drop us a line at fatherhoodperspectives at gmail.com. That's one word, fatherhoodperspectives at gmail.com. This segment was recorded and engineered by Jim Fugate. The music for this podcast was provided by thepodcasthost.com and Alitu, the podcast maker. Find your own free music over at thepodcasthost.com slash free music.